podcast, the dog storytelling, uh, fantasizing about, commemorating, celebrating, all that good stuff show. I am your host, Ilya Alexeyev, and I am joined with a very longtime friend of mine, Glenn. Hey, Glenn. Hi. Um, and so I guess before we start going into like all your stuff, um, I've known you long enough where you actually have known all the dogs that I have had. That's true. So, I mean, our, my first dog, Chewy, we were little kids, so I don't know how much you remember about her. Um, I remember Chewy, the Chewy clacking around in the kitchen with long toenails. I remember that sound. I remember <laughs> Chewy being super friendly. Yeah, um, I I did a whole episode about her, and I, I talked to my dad, and my dad called her, like, the perfect dog, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, your brother wanted to marry her. Yeah. Do you remember that? <laughs> no. Be- because he said he's an alien. Um, but yeah. I believe it. <laughs> um, but then, and then we had Sparky, and so Sparky was probably, jeez, when did we get Sparky? 99 or something like that. And then Sparky, we put him to sleep senior year of high school and then we got mike and then a few years ago getting dewey and we are we are joined by a live audience of dewey sleeping uh, as i was uh setting everything up he was chewing on my shoe um i was explaining to glenn that he doesn't like destroy it he just kind of holds it and maybe slobbers on it a little bit yeah he like holds it like a doll it's kind of a yeah doll. it's like it's his toy you know like he does like regular like plush toys, but he likes shoes more. I have, I mean, I as the disclaimer I throw out every episode, I am no expert in dogs of any kind, other than that I've grown up with them. But um, my my guess would be something that it's like he can smell you on it, so maybe that's why he likes it. I don't know. That's my theory with the shoes. He has taken shirt certain shirts, like I have white t-shirts that I work out in, and he takes those. Only those, especially after I've worked out in them. Um, he loves socks. So, anyway, that's Dewey. Listen to the Dewey episode if you want more Dewey. Anyway, we're not here to talk about me, necessarily. I'll throw in a little bit of myself um, in there. But we are here to talk about um, your dog. Um, but before we get into the meat of your dog, uh, you actually... Um, you so you have a dog now, but you had a dog growing up, and her name was Jackie. That's uh, right. When did you guys get her? We got Jackie in uh, the early two thousands. I think it was actually two thousand one. Okay. We adopted her from the Humane Society, and um, she was a uh, teeny little brindle thing. But she was always super spirited and very alpha dominant. That was always her ultimate personality trait was that Jackie was very alpha dominant. I remember when I was a kid, um, she would nip at my heels to try to herd me in a certain direction. Really? That like just in the like kitchen or whatever or where? Like when we were playing around in the backyard, oh, okay. she would nip at my <laughs> heels and try to make me move in a certain direction. actually not on top of me in the food chain in, in the pecking order of the family. Yeah, that's that's something 
that we've, we've discussed on this show about some dogs try to assert dominance. Uh, I think it was the first day we got Mikey. He jumped on my bed and growled at me when I was going to bed. And I was like, this yep. is a new dog. I don't know what to do. Like, you know, <laughs> this like, is my bed. <laughs> like, if it was, like, a dog, you know, my dog who I've, like, had for years, like, I'd grab him by the collar. But since he growled at me, I, I didn't want to get bit or anything. I think Dima grabbed him and threw him off or something. Um, but, yeah, that's, I guess, I don't know, dogs need to some time to figure their role in the house. Was she a puppy when you got her? Yes, she was a very small puppy, and she had never ridden in a car before, before we got her, because she was born in the Humane Society, and so... Oh, she was born at the Humane Society? Yes. Um, oh, did someone drop off, like, a pregnant, like, her mom or whatever, like, when she was pregnant? That's right, her, she was, her mother was dropped off pregnant, I believe, and... Yeah, yeah, that that told that yeah, that's not surprising. <laughs> oh, do you remember like um so I guess before we get in too deep into all those details, um was there like something like was there like a huge desire to get a dog? Was there like what was behind the decision other than that like we just w- we just want a dog? Cuz you guys I, if I remember correctly, that was after you guys remodeled your house, right? So you guys had, like, a much bigger house, and so was that, like, something that you guys wanted? Like, we have space for a dog? We had a much bigger house, and we had space for a dog, and it was also something to do with my mom wanted to have a larger female presence at the house because <laughs> it was uh, me and my two brothers and my dad, so yeah. she was severely outnumbered, so she wanted a Okay. A bit more of a female presence. Okay. That's and then definitely reasonable. Jackie came along and ended up being super alpha dominant, so I'm sure that balanced things out a little. And what kind of dog was she? Was she? she was a boxer German Shepherd mix. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, okay, so back to what you were saying when she threw up in the car. Um, was that one of those things where you're like, great, like, it's already off to a rough start, or was it like a laughing kind of thing, or like, do you remember like meeting her at the Humane Society, and like, do you want to go into all that? I definitely remember meeting her, and she was always very sweet, and we played well together, and she only started Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, like, you know, it's a new environment, so to, like, figure out the rules, and um, certainly my dogs have done that. <laughs> and um, when she was in the car, we actually had a towel ready because we all expected that to happen. Oh, okay. So I actually had a towel on my lap when she threw up on me. So oh, she threw up on you? Yep. Yep. So, um, were all of you in the car, like, to get her? Like, was it, like, a family decision on the dog? Yes, we were all very excited. Because, I mean, imagine, like, 
Like, your mom had an idea of what she wanted. And I think most people want puppies. Like, it's not the best choice for everyone, but I think most people, if they want a dog, they probably want a puppy. So, I'm like, it probably wasn't a hard decision, right? Definitely. Uh, do you remember how long, like, did you just go one day? Or, like, I know now they they post, like, the dogs on all the different humane society websites, like, dogs you can adopt. Do you remember if they had that back then, or did you guys just show up one day and see who was there? All I remember is that we visited a couple dogs, and they kept getting adopted out from under us. Oh, so you'd visit the dog that day, but not take it home that day? We would visit a couple dogs, and then we would go home and make a decision. Oh, okay. And we ended up getting Jackie just barely before somebody else got her. And she almost got adopted out from under us, but we ended up getting her. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so... Do you remember what she was like when you first, like, brought her in the house? She was very insecure, and she would cry at night, and she would try to take control, because I think that was her personality, that she needed to be in control. And eventually she figured out that we were all there for her, and that everything would be with her frequently and have tons of fun and she was a great dog how long do you think it took her to like adjust to that uh, a couple weeks oh okay uh, do you remember how old exactly she was when you got her mm, I do not she was several weeks old oh several weeks old okay so she like grew like she actually grew, right? Explosively. Explosively, yeah. Like, when we got Mike, he was nine months old, so he, I don't think he really grew that much. Um, okay. That, okay. So, we don't, I mean, unless you really want to, like, we don't have to go too, too much more into Jackie. I just wanted to um, give everyone some context that you do have. Um, I, don't, I don't like saying dog experience, but... You're from, it wasn't your first rodeo, and even that I don't like saying because I don't know. It's like a family member, not like. I don't know. I'm just gonna stop myself before I keep saying worse things. Um, so do you want to talk more about Jackie? Um, I might compare her to Munchkin a little bit, only because it's kind of funny how Jackie was so alpha and had these alpha tendencies, whereas Munchkin was so beta and had such beta tendencies all right so yeah <laughs> well, let's get right into to munchkin so uh do you want to explain how you got him or actually so um how old was jackie when i don't even remember what happened did you did she have health some health issues or she ended up with cancer and we had to put her down around i think it was 2000 because she basically couldn't get out of bed. She just couldn't move. And she was always incredibly active and in your face and in control. And we felt like she wouldn't really want to stick around and just linger and just kind of 
Yeah. So like consume oxygen, so we let her go. Yeah. If she's not being herself, yeah, you don't really see. Yeah, that makes sense. You don't really see a reason to just like keep keeping her around just for your sake, right? Like, yeah. There is kind of like a like responsibility, right? Where if you know the dog's like suffering, you don't you don't necessarily want to just keep it around just so you can hold off, you know, as long as possible. It's like grim and heartbreaking as that may be. We definitely felt like we were holding on to her for our benefit more than hers at the end. Unfortunately, I wasn't there because he was extremely sad. Yeah, um, but was it like, uh, did everyone kind of like decide like, or, you know, come to agreement like, yeah, gotta do it yeah yeah i mean yeah it sucks and it's hard to think about and i'll probably get emotional if i keep thinking about it um so let's just move right all along to munchkin so for, well first off when what year did you guys get munchkin and then we'll start talking about more of the details mm, i think we got munchkin in like 2014 something like this okay th yeah that sounds th from what i recall that sounds about right and so like do you want to like give because he has a interesting backstory behind him so do you want to just go ahead and spill it all out yeah so munchkin's backstory is that he is a part staff terrier part boxer essentially all bully breed dog and he is all white fur with patches of brindle and he has kind of a like a, a pink bald-ish spot on his nose and he looks very mixed and his ears are different colors and he is a big round bully breed head and he's generally very sweet and submissive his backstory is that he was born on the street and he would visit a pet shop because they kept feeding him. <laughs> and sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, because he's very food driven. Munchkin is very food driven, but mostly later on he became very toy driven, but he's definitely very food driven. And they ended up capturing him and a couple who were who are the friends of my brother adopted him, but um, he grew and grew, and uh, they had to move, and they couldn't move him into their new apartment, so they uh, adopted him out to my parents because uh, their backyard has lots of space munchkin is extremely high energy extremely active dog and he's very beta in the sense that he doesn't really want to have anything to do with other dogs which is kind of funny sometimes because he loves walking and going out on walks and smelling everything like most dogs i imagine but whenever he encounters other dogs he doesn't want to smell other dogs, and he always shies away from them, 
and he seems kind of perplexed or frightened by them. And uh, I think that might have something to do with his backstory growing up on the street. In the sense that he had to sort of avoid other dogs, but that's purely my guess. Do you know how long he was, like, on the streets? Um, at least the first few months of his life. Okay. So, the the previous owners, they had him for a few years before you guys took him? Yeah, I think when my parents got him, Munchkin was two or three years old. Oh, really? Was that long ago? Yeah. Because you said he's nine? Yeah, now he's like nine. Okay, he's the same, and he's like the same age as my... Okay. Um, as, do you want to go into um, his name? Because there, there's a little funny uh, oh. <laughs> backstory behind that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, Munchkin was originally named Munchies, as in having the Munchies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so. But my parents didn't like that, so they renamed him Munchkin. <laughs> yeah, because it was kind of like. I don't know. Like, there, there is some science behind, like, what dogs hear. And I think, like, that's why a lot of, uh, like, you hear, like, Lucky, Sparky, you know, Dewey, Mikey, like, the two syllables is good, and they hear, like, the E sound pretty well. Um, so, but, you know, Munchies, Munchkin, you know, the first syllable is still that, that Mun, so he, I get that. Um, that's he responds to all of these things, though. Yeah, yeah, so that's the thing, is um, some dogs do learn to respond to multiple things. Yeah, <laughs> he, he responds to munch, munchkin, munchies, any of those things. Yeah, what, what's, what's funny is about Mikey is, like, someone, like, will be in the kitchen, and, you know, the kitchen is, like, Valhalla or something, right? Like, yeah, it's this magical like, place of wonderful snacks. And it's like, I need to be there as... as it's not a perfect analogy, but it's like, I need to be there as much as possible. It's and like so, this temple. And yeah, it's this temple. That's, that's a good way to put it. So if someone will call Dewey, for whatever reason, into the kitchen, and if Mikey's not in there, Mikey will go in there too. <laughs> because he assumes that he's getting a treat. <laughs> so it's like, Mikey knows Dewey's name. I don't <laughs> they know each other's name. Well, I, I don't know about Dewey. Dewey's hearing isn't that great anymore. Um, so I don't know how aware he is of that. Um, so I guess other than wa trying to help someone out, you know, take a dog in that they can no longer take care of, was there, like, um, a desire to get another dog? Like, were your parents ta talking about getting a dog? Like, my dad's always loved uh, pit bulls and bully breeds. So did your dad grow up having dogs? I believe he did. Okay. But I don't know very much about that, unfortunately. But along the lines of the, of the temple of the kitchen, there's definitely a cupboard in our kitchen where... Uh, it's like a little pantry cupboard... Um, yep. would how I would describe it. 
where all of the snacks for Munchkin are, are located, and sometimes he'll lean on me, and I'll scratch his head, and he'll walk away a few paces, and I'll get up and walk after him, thinking that he has to go outside or something, but he no, he just leads me over to the cupboard, and then he looks at the cupboard, and he looks at me, and he looks at the cupboard, because <laughs> he just wants a snack. <laughs> yeah. Um... So, yeah, so, you, so your parent or your, your dad, kind of like the dogs, it had been a while since you know, Jackie was gone. So there, do you think there's like a strong desire like, you know, we could, like we should get another dog? Yeah, it was basically time for another dog. I think that's why they adopted Munchkin. Because um, like, um, talk, definitely talked about this before. Um, on the show, but just kind of like the idea that like, and I'm sure like multiple animals, can, different types of animals can do that. This, but like a dog can like fill like a need that perhaps you didn't know you had before. Like if you've never had one, and so like if you have a dog and then the, you don't have the dog anymore, like that need may not be fulfilled, and you know depending on. I'm sure, like, a wide array of factors and, like, needs. Eventually, you may feel like, like, I, I want a dog. Uh, a dog is not an easy, like, it's, like, a commitment. Like, it's not like buying, like, a new TV or something or, like, a nice TV or a nice computer or something like that. Like, you have to take care of it all the time. Um, but it can... Um, improve your life and it affects your life a lot so i totally imagine that i mean when we i don't know if you remember but i believe it was like only a day or two after we put sparky down that we got mikey so i don't quite know like we've basically always had our dogs overlap so i don't i personally don't know what that's like but i can totally picture that i was away at college yeah yes yeah put jackie down and um i'm actually not sure how long it was between Jackie being gone and Spark and I mean Munchkin being adopted, but I know that um, after Jackie there was some amount of time and Jackie went out somewhere around 2012, and Munchkin visited the house I think a couple times before they adopted him. Oh, but okay. I'm not sure exactly when that. It was somewhere between 2012 and 2014 because I was in college. Yeah, you're in college. So, I mean, how was it kind of like for you? Because, like, you know, you're not there, so it's like... It's yeah, a... I don't think Munchkin really liked me at first. Because, really? Yeah, because like, who's I was... Like, I was... Yeah, because actually I was kind of like a, uh, a stranger and an invader because he had been living in the house uh, and I came back. And I remember there was a time where I sat down next to him and, and I was just kind of petting him and he just kind of grumbled at me. He didn't quite growl at me, but it was definitely a, hey, you're getting too close to me kind of grumble. Yeah, because from your perspective, you're like, <laughs> hey, cool, there's a dog here. I'm going to pet it, you know, like, but and he says, he, hey, he's this like, is, this is my house. Now. He's like, my <laughs> house, not your house. Uh, I think like the funny, the funniest thing about Mike, one of the funniest things about Mikey is he 
when he's like in like guard dog mode, um, he'll he hears the doorbell or knock or whatever. He's barking. He's going crazy. He smells you once and you come in and then you're like his best friend. Like once you cross that the doorway, you're like his best friend. Munchkin does the exact same thing. I feel yeah. like he does that thing where at the beginning of Terminator 2, the dogs have to check and see if people are Terminators or not. <laughs> it's like that where like as soon as the person comes in and he smells you and he says, okay, you're not a cybernetic organism. I guess I can let you inside or yeah. something like this. I don't know. The funniest thing is like when Mike would like run to the door, Dewey will come too. It's like, Dewey, you're not even doing anything. You're not bark. He doesn't bark. He's just like, I'm part of the search party or – I'm included. I'm included. Yeah, I'm it's helping. like it's like Ralph Wiggum, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm included. <laughs> um. So, did were did your parents like tell you like we're thinking about getting a dog or like, how did you find out? Did you just show up one day and there's a dog there or did they get him and then they called you? Uh, Craig told me that his friends couldn't take their dog into their new apartment so it seemed like mom and dad were probably going to adopt him and said okay that's cool i like dogs <laughs> like fine by me like yeah you're like i'm i'm sure you are like a lot more flexible like if if it was only your decision what type of dog right yeah um so you're like okay well if it works if well, i'm just glad my my parents are letting me come home after college too so <laughs> yeah you let him in <laughs> let me back <laughs> come on <laughs> um so do, had you met munch before he came in your house or like lived with your parents i had never seen him at the couple's house I okay i saw him when he was at my parents house visiting or like when they actually had him uh when they actually had him so did you kind of like make the trek up to like visit him or did you just wait till like the next time you're gonna be home Oh, I was just saw him the next time I was home. And what was that like? Was that kind of weird? You're like, there's a new dog here. That's weird. No, I don't think it was weird because it felt weird when there wasn't a dog in the house. Oh, okay. And when there is a dog in the house, it just feels busier and warmer. That That's a nice way to put it. Like, for us, like, getting a new dog, it was like, for, or at least for me, I should say, that I was like, okay, what's this dog going to do? Like, is he going to jump on the counter? Will he jump on the tables? Is he going to, like, jump on the couch? Or is he going to, you know, rip up this or that? Like, I'm just trying, like, for me, I was trying to figure out all those things. Like, how attentive is he? Like, <laughs> before Mikey had his collar on, we couldn't hear him in the kitchen at all. <laughs> like, he, he, his paws were quiet enough where we couldn't hear him. So, he probably stole a lot of food uh, when we first got him. Because that's the other thing. is like we have to retrain ourselves um, to live with a dog. Because, like, Sparky was, like, old, and he didn't jump on the counter, I don't think. So, like, you kind of get used to that. Like, whenever I go to someone else's house who doesn't have, like, any dog, and they leave, like, food, like, a plate of food just on, like, a little coffee table or something, I'm in my head, I'm like, my house that's gone like <laughs> do we will i'll sometimes i'll be making food and he'll i'll put it on the kitchen table and i'll be like by the stove like getting something else and he'll go after like my food like right there it's like you're 13 
anyway, that that's enough Dewey talk. Um, so how like well trained was he, and like how, did he like respond to like commands and s- stuff, or did you guys have to retrain him? Munchkin was pretty strictly trained um, to not go after food that was not his. So we were fortunate enough that we could leave food on the coffee table and stuff like that and Munchkin won't touch it. He'll look at it and he <laughs> will he will hover like two feet away from it and kinda look at it and then look at you and look at it and then look at <laughs> He's you. He's like, I can have it, right? And it's he, waiting he will, for me. He will heavily imply that he wants it, but he will not go for it to the point where it gets pretty pathetic. <laughs> And he'll just guilt trip you as hard as he possibly can for eating food that he's not allowed to eat. But the other way that he was trained is that he will always um, he will always bark at anyone who comes up to the front door. And no matter how many times we tell him to stop doing that, I think it's just deeply ingrained in his brain that he's supposed to bark at anyone who approaches the front door or especially anyone who uses the doorbell because I've actually opened the front door and showed him the doorbell. Oh, like the the front door's wide open. You ring the doorbell and he'll still bark. And he'll still bark. I think there's just something in his brain that just really, really hates the doorbell or he was, or perhaps he was trained to bark whenever someone touches the doorbell or something like that. But I, I don't know what's going on with that. So if I ever have friends over or anything, I tell them, just come around the side of the house because Munchkin doesn't know how to interpret that. Like, when people come around the side of the house, there's no <laughs> space in his training for what to do in that situation. Yeah, you're like, I'm not trained on this. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, like He doesn't know. So he, just, so he just smells them, and usually he recognizes them, I think. <laughs> like, like ima- I'm just, like, imagining some, like, McDon- like teenager working at McDonald's and there's like some like armed robber who comes in his first day and he's like I don't know what to do <laughs> I wasn't trained for I, this. I wasn't trained to do this um so I guess do you like him right away I liked him right away I don't think he liked me right away did that did that bug you no because I understood that he didn't know me and um I just I just worked on it by, like, blocking him and stuff, and eventually he trusted me, and uh, nowadays he's, like, my best friend. Like, he will sleep on my bed pretty much every night, (laughs) and he will sneak up on me, and, like, I don't even notice he's there until I hear him fart or something, or... (laughs) Or maybe I'll just smell it first. I'll turn around and he's just laying there staring at me like, what's up, dude? Does he sleep by your feet or by your head? He sleeps by my feet, fortunately, because okay. um, my sister-in-law told me that when she sleeps over and he's very affectionate towards her, he's actually very affectionate towards all women for whatever reason, but he's very affectionate towards her. And if she's so foolish as to leave her room open, he'll sneak in and sleep on the bed with her. And she said she's woken up multiple times with his butt in her face, and he'll just fart in her face. That's interesting, because I have 
So in my experience, whenever there's a dog, let's see, I'm trying to remember. Most of the time, like, Mikey will sleep on my bed sometimes. Well, if I'm not there, he'll sleep on my bed, like, during the day. But if I'm there, there's been a few times where he has, and he's always been by my feet. There's There's been a couple times where he was on the bed, and I was kind of like, move over. <laughs> and then I got on the bed, but I didn't, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't bother enough to, like, kick him off. Like, he wasn't taking enough room. But I, I, um, I do recall seeing pictures of, like, people just random pictures people have posted of them with dogs and it was a it was a woman who who i saw where the dog slept by her head too so i wonder if there's some connection between that or maybe it just varies per dog no idea i don't know munchkin has pretty much never slept by my head um does he feel act strongly towards your mom oh yeah he protects her in fact um there was one time where she was out gardening and um, she screamed because she saw a rat and the rat tried to run away but Munchkin heard her scream and he ran over and he pounced on the rat and he broke its neck. Whoa. Um, yeah, Munchkin, he likes to kill rats and he likes to chase squirrels and cats and I think he views them all equally as vermin. I don't think I've heard of a dog getting rats. I mean, I have two cats, so any rat problem we have is taken care, taken care of by those two. That's that's crazy though. Munchkin's really like ball oriented. Like if you throw a ball or something, he will chase it. He's really quick and agile, and he loves catching things. I don't know if that's related to him attacking rats or if. My dad really hates crows, so maybe Munchkin <laughs> has figured out that you're supposed to hate crows or something like that, and you're supposed to hate rats because my dad hates rats too. I mean, I think I think a lot of people stuff. hate those creatures. And yeah, maybe that's just rubbed off on Munchkin. And um, there was one time where I was hanging out in the backyard, and. There's this squirrel that looked kind of elderly. It was all. It was it was mostly brown, but it had like tinges of gray on it. So I don't know if that had anything to do with it. Maybe it was like old and slow and elderly. But it was kind of hopping around by the yard waste bin, and I saw Munchkin stalking it, like sneaking up on it. And I've almost never seen him do that before. And it's certainly not something that Jackie would have done because she would always like charge out guns blazing kind of thing but munchkin snuck up on this squirrel and it noticed him at the last second right before he pounced and it actually avoided him and then it ran back towards me and it jumped up onto this shelf and munchkin bumped into the shelf or he kind of boxed it he like jumped up and he boxed the shelf and he knocked the squirrel out of the shelf and then the squirrel charged towards me and it went under my chair and under the <laughs> table and then ran out toward the lawn and Munchkin kept chasing it and I feel like if that squirrel had gone 
up a fence or something instead of going out of the lawn out towards the lawn it would have fared better but because yeah. it charged out onto the lawn instead of going up a fence or getting some sort of height on munchkin he caught it but when he caught it all he did was he flipped it onto its back and he snarled in its face and I've never heard a squirrel scream like that. I've never heard that a squirrel make that kind of noise. It just crazy. screamed and screamed. He didn't bite it, though. And then he just, he pranced back to me and wiggled his little tail. And I scratched his head. That is so odd. And the squirrel, I saw the squirrel lying on its back with its mouth wide open. And it was panting and gasping. And it looked horrified and then it hopped up and onto its legs and then just hopped over to a fence and climbed away and and went somewhere and i'm sure it's never come back that's insane so let me just take a sec to run through this so okay because i how i think of it is mikey started he chased squirrels a little bit when we first got him but he eventually got bored of those and moved on to cats only interested in cats but that's crazy that he caught did he kill the rat uh he killed the rat that startled my mom but he did not kill the squirrel he did that not kill I the was, squirrel he did not he did not kill the squirrel that i was completely indifferent towards <laughs> yeah so, yeah of course because so like have, for you it's just like whatever it's I, a random squirrel because i was sitting there on like a lazy sunday morning sipping my sipping my coffee in the backyard just on like a lazy sunday morning <laughs> and i just saw him like stalking the squirrel and when the squirrel like charged towards me and just went under me and ran out to the lawn, I had like no reaction to it at all. So I wonder if he didn't kill the squirrel because I didn't care about it, or if he ever had any intention of when, killing the squirrel if he was just chasing it. For when fun. he killed the rat, were you, did you just hear your mom scream and you found out later, or were you outside too? I wasn't there for that entire incident. Oh, okay. I only heard about it. Okay. Because because I was gonna. <laughs> well, one thing I thought you said when you're like the squirrel climbed up i thought you were gonna say it climbed in my shirt or something oh. like that i was just thinking of some like crazy like movie tv show thing that i've been conditioned to also, compare I'm, things I'm, to i'm just very grateful that when the squirrel ran under my chair munchkin did not crash into my chair oh yeah the other <laughs> thing i was gonna say did not do the other that. thing i was gonna say is when i've seen the cats go after squirrels and i've like stopped them or birds i i'm like i'm not gonna I'm going to have to clean it up because you're not going to eat it. So I've stopped them. So how, what was the time frame of this whole squirrel thing? Because you, you described it in great detail, but like 30 seconds or something? Like it was super quick? Yeah, 30 seconds or less. It was super quick. Well, so you didn't even have time to think like, I'm going to try to stop him doing it. this squirrel. You're just kind of like watching it, this whole thing like unfold. I didn't really have time to think about it at all. Yeah. It's probably like I probably watched him stalk the squirrel for about like three seconds, and then he chased it for like ten seconds. <laughs> okay. And then and then before I knew it, he was he was back, and I was scratching his head, and he was looking at me like, "Did I do a good job? Did so I do good? Did the squirrel scream sound weird?" Um. I was like, Wah! 
I like to, I don't know, that's more like a bird or something, but was it weird? I don't think it was weird. It didn't sound like I did not expect it to sound. It's not like a goat scream or something, because, like, if you ever heard a goat scream and it, like, sounds kind of like a person, it was not like that. It was like, it was like a shrill, like, rodent scream, which I guess makes sense. But okay, that is... I've just never heard... I've just never heard a squirrel make any kind of noise. But, yeah, it, it sounded like a screaming rodent. Yeah, because, like, I mean, I don't know, what, 99 out of 100 times the squirrel gets away? Oh, yeah. Maybe even more, right? Probably n- 999 out of 1,000 Yeah, out of 1,000. That's, that's insane. Um, does he still go after squirrels? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, okay. he chases everything because I think he enjoys it. I think he does it. I think he, he might have not even known what to do with the squirrel once he finally yeah. got it. <laughs> so I don't remember if this is something someone told me or like a video I saw, but basically the, the point of it was a dog chasing a cat, and the cat stopped running, and the dog caught up, and the dog just sat there or stood there, whatever, because it, it didn't know what to do. Because the whole time it had always been chasing them, but it never got to that next step of what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. It, so remi- it, it reminds me also in elementary school, like there were girls in our class who would complain, the boys chase us at recess time or whatever. And our teacher's response was, well, if they chase you, then just don't run. Because then if you don't run, then they can't chase you. And then it's boring for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's such like a fascinating like thing behind like, domesticated animals right i mean because a squirrel is like it's a wild animal but i mean like they take a lot of human food and if you like left your back door open like all day a squirrel would probably go in there without you know assuming no one's like commotioning around um so that's just like a fascinating uh relationship between those (laughs) man that's crazy Sometimes oh. we find dead rats, though. But oh. their their bodies are never uh, mutilated or eaten in any way. It's just like because smashed or whatever. Munchkin has no interest in eating a rat. When we find rat carcasses, it's just like their spines are broken, and like when, when you pick it up, it's all wobbly because you can feel like the bones are broken. Oh, and that's fun. It's like I've heard. I heard my mom describe it as, like, he pounced on it, and he bit it, and then he let go. He, he like, assassinated this rat. He just yeah. instantly killed it, and then just left there. Yeah, like some movie or whatever, where you, like, break someone's neck, but then you yeah, pick it up afterwards. Yeah, like, Steven Seagal on this like, rat. <laughs> broke his neck. So, how long ago was a squirrel thing, just out of curiosity? Um... That was in the summer. This summer? Yeah. Okay, and so just for context, we're we're recording. I was gonna say filming, recording this, the thank the Sunday of Thanksgiving weekend. Um, We can do a little thing about that at the end. Um, So that was only a few months ago. So it's not like he's like, oh, he was a you know two year old dog, and he's like at the peak of his performance. No. He, um, Munchkin 
has cancer. Oh yeah, that's a good transition into some of his um his health issues. Yeah, he he has um mast cell tumors, but the vet says that he's very resilient. And uh, it seems like it because even though he's had it for about a year, you can't really tell. He's as energetic as ever. Munchkin thinks he's still a puppy, in my opinion. That I, I like that in dogs. Like, Dewey certainly acts like that. And sometimes I think it's because of poor training, but I don't know, maybe it's just a personality quirk that some dogs have. Uh, do you want to talk about um, you? I was hanging out with you a while, a few weeks ago, and you told me that he had a stroke, right? Um, Jackie had a stroke. What was it with? Because remember, his head is like sideways. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that was ages ago. Yeah, Munchkin had a stroke ages ago. Oh, it was well, probably I'm... like two years ago. Oh, okay. Like that. Um, he, it was really strange because it was the only time it happened and we had gotten the carpets cleaned that day and he fell asleep on a carpet that had carpet cleaning fluid on it. And then after that, he got up and he was totally fine. And he like took a nap on this carpet for hours. I remember just cause I was like stepping over him. And that night he went and he climbed up onto the couch and he took another nap. And then when he woke up in the evening, he was walking around like with his head tilted sideways, like bumping into stuff, totally uncoordinated. And the vet said that it seemed like he had a stroke. And for a while I thought it might have had something to do with him like sleeping on the carpet with the carpet cleaning fluid like maybe he inhaled some chemicals or something but they convinced me that's not what happened that he just had a stroke because he's getting older and um it was kind of sad for a while because his head is now kind of permanently tilted to the side and it really threw off his game when it came to chasing stuff especially with playing catch because we used to call him the Jedi Master when it came to catching tennis balls or anything. Because you could throw it, like, as hard as you wanted, as high in the air as and you he'd, wanted. he'd always catch And it. he would always catch it. He was, like, the Jedi Master. He was, like, psychic. He knew exactly where it was going to be. But after that incident, he would always drop things and he would miss his catches. And he was so uncoordinated. It was kind of sad, but... In the years since then, he's actually adapted to it. He's adapted to the change, and he's almost as good as he used to be. He used to have like a 100% catch rate. Now he has like a 90% catch rate. And um, the vet said that it's probably something circulatory, and it's related to his blood pressure. And I noticed that when... Um, when he barks at the front door and he gets really aggravated by something, his head tilt start to come back. And his head will just get progressively more tilted, and I'm guessing that's because, like, his blood pressure is going up. 
Oh, <laughs> interesting. And um, so when he, so he had a stroke, but it it wasn't like some thing where it's like you hear some noise and you rushed in, right? It was just something that he like had and like no, as, as far as you guys know, as far as I could tell, it happened while he was asleep. Interesting. I was there because I was sitting on the couch watching TV, and he walked in, like, same as normal, from where he was sleeping on the carpet, and he just walked in because Munchkin's like a party animal, so he just wants to be where the party is, but not that he wants to party, he just wants to be where the yeah, party he wa- is. Yeah, he wants to be he a part of the crew. He wants yeah. to be a part of the crew. He's just a very social dog, so he just walks in because everybody's watching TV, and he climbs up onto the couch and takes a nap, and we watch TV for like an hour and a half or whatever and then he wakes up and he's all tilted and he's been tilted ever since so as far as i'm aware it happened while he was asleep that's crazy i mean the only like close comparison that i would have to that is mikey's been having a lot of seizures recently and he'll be having those like while he's like sleeping like he'll just be on they keep happening on my bed and his head bobs right yeah, um, like yeah, he's had some really bad ones, too, um, where he's, like, slobbered and, like, like he had one, she's like, a week or so ago, and, like, w- he was in my room, but I wasn't, and we, like, heard, you know, like, you know, some, like, shaking, hope that sound effect works on the audio, um, we hear all the shaking, and then, like, he gets up, and he's, like, discombobulated and then he's got like covered in slobber like it looks like if it almost looks like if you had like a brush of like slobber and you just like flicked it on him like it's kind of just like a random like pattern on his like on his his snout and then um he actually like pissed all over himself too like one time um so i imagine i don't know it just released would be my guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely no expert in seizures or anything like that, but it, yeah, it's it's heartbreaking. It's it's weird too because like we don't. I feel like we don't have like a good context of like their health with like a stroke. Like I don't know. Like when you think of like a human, like what they get a stroke when they're like 70s, 80s, or something like that. Would be my guess. But if he's like nine, nine times seven is sixty-four, right? Now I'm putting myself on the spot. Sixty-three. Sixty-three. Jeez, I'm gonna go back to school. Apparently. Ah, uh, who uses math? <laughs> Got a calculator. Um. And um, so I guess that's, I guess it's a reasonable age. But you we don't think about it like that, right? Like. The the dogs. Maybe they get some their their muzzle gets wider, but they don't like look old like a grandparent looks old. So it's weird. I guess that's one reason maybe why it's like harder for us to like realize. Oh yeah, like they are getting older because there's not all that the same visual um, clues or cues yeah, from just, the. They just turn a little grayer and they get fatter. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll give some, so just some quick um, of my encounters with Munch. I think one of the last times I was over at your house, 
we were watching a movie and he jumped on the couch and was like licking me. Like, oh yeah. Like and I, and I'm gonna be honest, like I've only mm, have met him probably six times or so. Something like that. Like not like a crazy amount of times. And then probably. But you, were, but you were sitting next to Melody though, so he knew you must be cool. And oh okay. Because <laughs> the other one of the other times I was over, he was. We were wa- we were watching um, Black Mirror on Halloween like a few years ago, and he was nonstop licking Dima's face, oh, like yeah. for the entire time, like I to the point where Dima was like, "I didn't see what happened on the episode I because this dog that. was on me." And <laughs> I don't know what it is about Dima, but and I think we might have mentioned it in the episode I recorded with him. But dogs, like, a lot of dogs have, like, licked his face a lot and won't like him for whatever reason. Not, I don't mean that in a negative way. It's oh, just, no. like, they like him a lot. Um, but Yeah, I remember he, that. He's, like, yeah. Dima was, like, laying, or he was, like, leaning back in the corner, like, with his head up like this, just laughing just as much yeah. as he not stop yeah. his face. <laughs> and, like... Mikey and Dewey can be affectionate, but they're not big lickers. And so having, like, a dog do that, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's been a while since, you know, you get squeamish and ticklish and you're laughing. Um, Munchkin can be outrageously affectionate. There was one time where uh, my dad came home after being away for a week. And Munchkin was so excited to see my dad that he charged down this hallway and he actually bashed his shoulder on a door frame, and he actually took a chunk out of the door frame. Whoa! Did he like? Because sl- you have wooden <laughs> floors, right? Like, did he slide, or was he just his coordination wasn't the best, or what? No, he was just really excited, and he uh. he just like Munchkin's like a tank. He's like super muscular. And he just went charging down this hallway, and there's this little outcropping of wall, and he just blasted a chunk out of it with his shoulder <laughs> and just kept running. Is, is that the one by your garage? You're talking about that yes, hallway? Okay. It, it's, it's that hallway. <laughs> charging down that hallway, and he blasted a chunk out of the wall. <laughs> Did it seem to affect him? Nope. That's, that's great. Nope. He got in a fight with the house, and he won. Yeah, and he won. <laughs> he uh, was just so stoked. <laughs> um, but he still likes the – even though his coordination isn't quite there, he still does he still like the ball the same amount, and he likes to play? Like, Oh, yeah. He adapted to it. It's just okay. like if, if dogs are amazing at one thing, it's gratitude. He's just so grateful that he's still here to play the ball so he learned to improvise adapt and overcome and he's almost as skilled as he once was is that from like a like science textbook or something it seems like like improvise adapt oh no it's a bear grills meme oh gotcha the interweb.com the interwebs okay bear grills um okay are there any uh so i think that's all I have from my experiences other than like echoing things you said is there any other like funny or sad or noteworthy stories of Munch that you can think of like one that like epitomizes 
I, you've told some great stories um, that I had no idea about. Are there any other stories you can think of? Munchkin is highly bamboozled by children. I think that Munchkin likes an orderly atmosphere where everyone is included and having fun. Um, like, if I ever have friends over in the backyard, he'll, like, bring his ball systematically around to everyone because he wants everyone to experience the joy of throwing the ball kind of thing. He yeah. wants everyone to be included. I, I love when them. dogs <laughs> have a system. Yeah. And it's like sometimes, like, Mikey, he has, Mikey can hold two tennis balls. He can't decide which ones to but, hold. But, <laughs> but sometimes we have more tennis balls out. And so he has some sort of ranking system. Like, I don't know the one that's farther back is better or I don't know how it works. I've thought about this quite a bit, but he definitely does have some sort of ranking system. So I, 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 and Dewey has it too, where like if there's a bunch of people like sitting on the couch, he'll like systematically go up to each person, get pet, back up, go to the next person. Like it's great. Like I don't know how dogs come up with it. Yeah. Like these sort of systems, like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's it's hilarious. Um, Munchkin yeah. doesn't like. It when children are super crazy though because he just doesn't understand oh that. oh yeah that's what you're saying so um mikey feeds off children like he Their gets energy. he gets so excited yeah <laughs> and because like little di little little kids love dogs so he just he just he mikey has an ego so he just eats it up yeah <laughs> um is there anything else you want to say about munch He's, he's like a dog I can imagine, like, you could put a backwards hat and put him on a surfboard. Yeah. Like, not actually surf, but just, like, take a picture of him doing that. He's mostly super chill, dude. He's my best friend. Yeah, oh, the other thing is, like, um, just a small thing, but you guys, like, don't care if he's on the couch or anything, like. Oh, uh, we have, um, we have blankets that we okay. lay on the couch. He has come to understand that he is allowed to be on the blanket, and the blanket is his spot. Okay. And if there is not a blanket on the couch, then he will not get on the couch. But if there, if there is a blanket on the couch, then he understands that he is allowed to jump on that blanket, and that is his spot. He will curl up in that spot. It's so fascinating. Like, dogs can, like, learn, like, small things like that, you know? Like... Oh, yeah. You would I mean, I wouldn't expect it, you know. If I never had dogs, like I wouldn't expect like I was just telling you like in my bedroom, I just M Mikey just started like found a spot in the corner and so like I just like curled up a extra blanket that I had and chucked it in the corner and he started sleeping on it and then Dewey started sleeping on it and then today Dewey's moved it like five times. Like it's a completely different spot and he's on it right now sleeping so but it's like this is the vessel in which i sleep yeah. wherever it is <laughs> munchkin always requires my permission to jump on my bed he loves to cuddle but he requires my permission and um i've been woken up before by him coming in and he'll look at me he'll look at me and if i do not grant permission or if I don't tell him to go away, he he will sort of like do it like a throat clearing growl. He'll go like, <clears throat> <clears throat> that's funny. 
say Munch can go away, or I'll, or I'll tell him to get up, and then he'll jump on the bed. But he wants an answer. He requires permission. I, I, um, I don't think I've had any dogs with the throat clearing bark, but I have just being smelled in my face and being woken (laughs) up. It's not a bad way to be woken up. It's just basically some like air, like just in your face. Cool. Well, I think that about wraps it up. Uh, thanks for um, telling a bunch of great stories. Um, like, you know, you're my friend. And so, like, I wouldn't be surprised if there are things that you've told me. But there's tons of stories that I had no idea about. So um, I'm glad you were able to um, do an episode. Of course, I'm glad to be here. Is there any, like, final send-off message you have? Like, you know, like be cool go to school or any anything you want to say like like fold your laundry or something like that (laughs) drink your milk whatever well i know that if my parents hadn't adopted munchkin he probably would have been put down so oh really yeah that's what i was told so i think in the future if i'm ever looking for a dog i would definitely not rule out uh, looking into a dog that has a couple years mileage, hopefully has some prior training, has some backstory, because dogs like that have it rough, and, you know, like, no pun intended, but yeah. they, they can be put down if they're not adopted out. Puppies have an easier time getting adopted out so i would look into like an older dog if i was thinking to adopt a dog because i'm really glad that my folks got munchkin because he's a great dog great character yeah well that, that that's a very very nice sentiment um yeah everyone wants the puppy but there are plenty of other great dogs out there and sometimes like just to be frank sometimes it's easier to not have a puppy because a puppy requires a lot of work and energy and sometimes it can be very hard to want to come home after a long day and then deal with this dog that has unlimited energy. Um, I've been there. And luckily, I was in high school and in beginning college when I do had to deal with that, not like an old man or anything like that. Because I would imagine that sucked. Munchkin's um, my personal trainer nowadays. Like he, he, he forces me to take him on, like, many mile walks and, that's good uh, though yeah <laughs> that, that's good for both of us <laughs> exactly no the, the walk the walk is good for the play because they need that stimulus i mentioned earlier that we're recording this the weekend of thanksgiving and i know there are various podcasts people say what they're thankful for and i just part of the idea was that this podcast as a whole was kind of discussing our thanks for dogs and how they've impacted our lives and so i just wanted to add that note um cool well thank you for listening to another episode of the good boy podcast um if you want to follow me on the internet um i am on twitter and instagram it's just my name at Ilya alexeyev um, if you are listening to this, you've made it far enough to understand my name. 
hopefully, and you can figure out the spelling. Um, if you want to follow the show, there is a Twitter and a Facebook page that's at the Good Boy Pod. Um, it I don't really tweet out too often. It's primarily just when the new episode launches, so it's not an annoying blast into your Twitter feed or Facebook. Um, otherwise, the show posts on basically every single platform that I know of. Um, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Um, what else? It's on YouTube, I think, still. Um, all sorts of random apps. So if you can listen to a podcast there, it's probably there. Um, I would like it if you rated the show and shared it with your friends to get more people listening. That always helps the show grow. Um, I'm just doing this for fun, so it's not like I'm like asking for money or anything. But I just want more people to listen. Um, let's see if there's anything else. Nope, I don't think there's anything else. Thank you, Glenn, for joining me. And remember, keep petting those dogs. <laughs>